Hey guys, welcome to the 41st episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, storytelling, and directing. I'm Oren Kaplan. And I'm Matt Enlow. Today we're doing a special crossover episode with the Chicks Who Script. We went over and visited Lauren, Maggie, and Emily. We talked about screenwriting books, self-teaching, and what drew us to podcasting and how it affects us career-wise. Yeah, it was a really fun episode, and I think you'll get some unique perspectives, pretty much five different perspectives on things we do to try to further our career as directors and writers. But just real quick, just for a couple minutes before we talk to them, do you mind just telling me what you've been working on lately? You know, it's funny. I took your advice this uh, this week, Oren. Oh, I hope it wasn't my fake advice. No, it was your real advice. So I think maybe your most sincere advice about filmmaking is go be an extra. I found the opportunity to be an extra on a friend's feature that she was directing and my wife had a role in and she was like, hey, we need more bodies for this scene. Do you want to come play Chrissy's husband and just stand there very awkwardly? And I said, yes, as long as you don't see my face because I don't want to ruin any of your takes. And it was really fascinating. It was really fun to be on the other side of the camera and to just know what it's like to not be the boss. Did you like give, were you tempted to give little tips or say like, oh, you should put the camera over there. You know, what would be cool is like, yeah, she said this. Yeah. You really are reminded of what an egomaniac you are when you're not running the set as a director. And so at a certain, there was one moment when we were blocking that I was like, well, wouldn't it be better if if I stood over here? Because then this, she was like, we'll shoot a clean, uh, clean close up. Don't worry about it. And I was like, you're right. Shut the fuck up, Matt Enlow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's it was like utterly then... inappropriate, and I felt really bad about it. it. Not that I was, like, rude, but, like, it's not my job. Yeah, and then you put them in this odd situation where they have to acknowledge your comment, acknowledge that you know what you're talking about, and then either decide to do it even though it's not what they wanted to do, or decide to do it and feel embarrassed that they're, like, following your directions, <laughs> or not do it and feel bad about it. It would have been much worse if... I had given a better suggestion. Not that my suggestion was bad, but it was a take it or leave it sort of one. If I was like, oh, you're doing this wrong. Here's a better way to do it. And it was like unequivocally better. That would have been much more embarrassing for everyone. But I didn't do it in front of anyone besides me and the other actor that was there, who was my wife. I think we might have talked about this before, but have you ever gotten like had a PA come up and give you like a really good idea that you felt like if you took, it would make you look bad, but if you didn't take, it would be dumb to not take? I can't say that I have had that experience exactly. Certainly, I like to run a set where uh, everyone should feel feel like there's there's a time and a place to pitch ideas. And definitely when it's a crew that I know really well and like I know my PAs, I know my sound guys super well. I I love when they'll like quietly pitch me a joke that ends up making it on screen. I love that. I definitely was the PA in film school who inappropriately would give notes to the director. And I, I think about it and shudder all the time. Yeah, well, you're a real jerk, Matt. Real piece of shit. (laughs) But So on that note, Oren, what have you been working on lately? Well, I did something last night that's kind of interesting. My mom does this fundraiser once a year, and this is the second time it's been done. It's been two years in a row that I host, and it's like an evening with Hollywood Insider. So last year we had 
for actors. Just talk about what it's like to act, what you do between auditions, how you find work, how you get into the moment. And the audience is kind of, um, it's like an arts fundraiser. So everyone that's there is like really into the arts and a lot of them do community theater. And so a lot of them are kind of amateur, you know, hobbyist actors. So that was interesting for them. This year we had, I kind of anchored the talk about where craft meets creativity. You know, we all know that you have to be creative to work in the film industry, you know, to write movies and make music and film things, but none of it is really super effective without knowing what you're doing, without having some sort of process, without like having studied the craft. So that's kind of what we were trying to talk about last night. And so we had this guy, Mars Bonfire, who wrote the song Born to be Wild. Uh, oh, that's it, a great in the song. opening credits of Easy Rider. And it was one of the first times that like a popular like radio song was used in a movie. Even if it was like rock and roll, they would score the movie. And originally, Crosby, Stills, and Nash were supposed to write all the music for Easy Rider, but the editor put Born to be Wild in, and Dennis Hopper was like, I love this. So anyway, he talked about how he writes music, how he gets inspired, and how film affects him as a musician. Then we had this guy, Scott Campbell, who's like an ad exec, who talked about basically how Mad Men is like 100% real. (laughs) And everyone like (laughs) smoked and drank and slept with everyone like when he was working, when he started in advertising and just the crazy thing. He's all these crazy stories about Baron Hilton, you know, who owns the Hilton Hotels. And Baron is actually like his name. That's not like a title. Um, (laughs) And he showed us the commercials that he made. Um, And then we had uh, our friend Amanda Trays, who's the cinematographer, she talked about, like, I wanted her to talk about how to translate a scene from a script into a picture. And that as the camera person, you know, as a cinematographer, you need to be, you need to evoke emotion and be creative using very specific technical tools. She had this, she'd worked on this feature called Anguish, and it's like a dramatic thriller horror type film. I had her talk about how she used her tools to try to be scary, you know? And so she did like, Uh, she had like a slideshow and she talked a bit about lenses and she showed us her lens tests she wanted it to have a vintage feel so she um you know a lot of cinematographers before they shoot a movie they'll rent for one day a bunch of different lenses and they'll test the actors and then she talked about lighting tests like if we you know light from above with a soft light and an eye light this girl looks really nice but once she gets possessed by this ghost we're going to light her from underneath with no eyelights, so her eyes are just pure blackness, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she showed us all the tests she did, and then she talked about, like, how the aspect ratio and framing can be scary, even though um, it's subtle. Like, the, the audience, is, it's supposed to feel very naturalistic, but also scary. Um, and so she talked about how she achieved that, and I thought, I thought it was really fascinating. And then I talked, I did a case study about that Quiznos 15-second spot I did and how, how I take storyboards that seem kind of impossible, you know, that spot is like a man in a cocoon and a bird picks him up and flies off, Um, and how I take a storyboard and break it down into the pieces to put back together using visual effects and post. So it's kind of like how visual effects make the impossible possible on, you know, even on a really quick, like, one-week schedule. So that was it, and I think it went really well, so it was fun. Cool. Sounds great, man. Uh, Is that Quizno spot up yet? No. You know, I I don't know if we can talk about this, but it was like due on Wednesday. You have two days to edit this whole thing or else it's the end of the world. And then like a month passes and it's still not up anymore. So who knows? I think it's going to be up soon. I know they approved them. And from what I understand, they liked them. Um, You know, a lot of times people make commercials and the client ends up not doing anything with them. It's 
astoundingly common. <laughs> like you'd be surprised. I'm mean, not yeah. you, Matt, but you, our audience. Like you'd be surprised how many times people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to make commercials and never use them. And then pull the plug. Yeah, I feel like pretty lucky that my first couple branded spots did well because uh, certainly I've done a handful that just never saw the light of day that I was really excited for. And I would have taken it much more personally if they were earlier in my career. Exciting stuff. But what's more exciting is talking to chicks who script. Well, hello and welcome to Chicks Who Script, and also... Just shoot it! Woo! Just shoot it. Potentially the 41st episode? 41st episode. Yeah. And this our... is the 90th episode Holy of cow. So combined, wow. we're older than any human. Wow. 131 yeah. episodes. Yeah. That's okay. half as many episodes as Script yeah. Notes. And if anyone was paying to subscribe to these podcasts, then this would be like... A treat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's free. Instead, we're sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, film school is very expensive. So. Yeah. It is. This is yeah. pretty much as good as film Yeah, basically. We should be charging but for we this. We do the name part. Oh, oh we'll 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 uh, Why don't we just like go around the table yeah. and just say our names? Okay. And what clan you're part of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually we go, my name is Maggie Levin. I'm Lauren Shacker. I'm Emily Blake. And then we say, I'm Matt Enlow. And I'm Lauren Kaplan. And today on this episode, we're talking to the chicks who script. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Which is us across yeah. the table. Yeah. Oh, and, then we, yeah. and then, yeah, you, you ask how to pronounce everybody. Right, I always ask right, right. how to pronounce people's oh. names. Oh. Except well, so Lauren and I have almost the same name. Which is almost. never, true. ever, ever happens. Yeah. yeah. My middle name is her last name. Yeah. And so. our That's first so names big. sound very similar. Yeah. Lauren and Lauren. Yeah, like if you mumbled your name. Which you I would. normally do. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It yeah. might sound like Lauren Shacker. Except yeah. also yeah. you'll basically yeah. be confused for each other like a lot. Yeah. I've, I have we been to many parties like, when they're like, "Wait, you're Lauren Shacker." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all you look so different. Had long hair, yeah, but and not a beard, but it's cool. <laughs> I often wish I had a beard. Yeah. Yeah, mostly because I just, like, just yeah. nothing, no other changes. No, just so weird. <laughs> so weird. I just really admire the ability to, like, drastically change your appearance so quickly. Uh, sure. And I wish that there was a thing I could do. Shave your head. You do realize it's only quick in one Maybe. direction. Yeah. Sometimes, right. okay, sometimes I wonder what would happen if, like, you didn't pluck those little goat hairs in your chin and you just let them grow. Would do they eventually know just amass into yeah. a beard? You, you would look well, like my uh, seventh grade Spanish teacher. That's what would happen. Yeah. 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 Um, whose name I forget. I'm really sorry. There, well, have you guys I think seen she's that? probably happy that you've forgotten her name. <laughs> the, with there's that. like a model, <laughs> right? For being real, she's probably dead. That's like a bearded woman. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have well, you guys seen that woman? Are, no. She's like she's a model. Saudi Arabian or something. Yeah, she's a model. She has like some. Oh. Well, there are hormone issue. disorders sure, yeah. sure. that lead you to you know sprout hairs in strange places. I think we're tackling the really big. It's early for us. Wait, so yeah. why did so you guys are on your 90th episode? Yeah, you guys record every week. We used to. We used to. Do you guys stack record like yes. three yes. episodes in, in a day? In fact, you, there is another recording after you today. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. you. You have to, otherwise, because if you do the things that we all do, which is maintain a uh, a side hustle 
the regular hustle and then podcast mm-hmm. podcasting once a week. The, the well, best there's three. Possible. We used to drink a lot more than we we don't really drink as much anymore. In the beginning, we drank a lot, and like you could, especially for me, like you could tell when we had two episodes because in the first sure. episode we'd be, I'd be kind of loose, yeah. and by the, set, the end of the second episode, Maggie at one point would be like, "Emily, are you drunk?" And I'd be like, yeah. "No." She'd just be talking very loud and like it was lovely. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's great if you listen to like the two episodes back to back and be like, "Wait a minute, she sounds very like yeah. suddenly very drunk." Just like a little racist now. It's kind of a turnoff. It was fun to drink, but it was like we would be doing, we would be recording twice a month or something, and it was new, and then when it was no longer new, it was like, we've got a whole day out. Especially when you guys didn't drink as much, and it was just me, and I just began to wonder if I was an alcoholic on on, uh, recording. Yeah. So you guys always record in the morning? No. no, usually afternoon. But you guys afternoon. record at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have it as a baby. Yeah, yeah. And oh. so she gets to sleep at seven. Yeah, kind of around then. So we basically start at eight. So if we're doing it at my house, there's no yelling on your podcast. Um, there's like yelling at the dogs to we're be like quiet. Up in the mic, so I get like very yeah. NPR. Yeah. Know, like, oh, that's I'm, exciting. Like, the sound different. I've fallen this. asleep once during our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really? Only when Matt's talking. Who do you yeah, that's an insight here. I'm always interested in who everybody believes their NPR spirit animal is. Like, mine is Lakshmi Singh. Ooh. Sure. Okay, okay. Um, you can chew on that for a while. That's mm-hmm. a really pretentious question. <laughs> it is a um, Yeah. I also, I, I recently know. heard that spirit animal is like... Uh, like appropriating and you're not supposed to say that. Yeah, anymore. that makes sense. That makes I a lot of sense. I think Patronus is the word you can use. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Well, that does hard. not sound yeah, yeah. as fun yeah, as spirit my, animal. Um, my parents are wizards, so that's a little... Oh, oh shit. It's appropriating. Well, yeah, yeah. You're gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, why did you guys... Cause so when when did your podcast start then roughly? Uh, roughly just a, a touch a little over a year. year. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. and do you record once a week? Yeah. Well, we try. I think um, we wanted to like stack record to like bank a bunch of episodes, but we've never managed to do more than one at a time. Yeah. I think well, we you're recording so late. Yeah, we record pretty late, and then like we tend to ramble on. <laughs> kind of the, the reason that we kind of or maybe my favorite aspect of the show is that like. You know, you get to hang out with another director. You don't mm-hmm. get to do that very often, right? So I feel like there's always kind of, like, a decent amount of chatter up top. And then, like, it takes a while for the show to get good. And then we kind of mm-hmm. cut out in the middle. Sure. And then, you know, have a beer or two afterwards. Yeah. That's a full night of, like, hanging hang out. out. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. It is yeah. true. Both directing and writing are professions in which you do not meet yeah. well, other people. Yeah. But I'd argue. Often. Don't you feel, I feel like there's so many writers groups and writing classes sure, and writers. True. This there's and like seminars. And, 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 but how many directing groups have you heard of? I feel like the more you work of? you're doing, the fewer people you meet that way. Do you yeah, know but, what I mean? Like, maybe you do that when you're first... But so don't you think there's, it's there's super a lot of gatherings of directors? Like, is that yeah. yeah, and I think it is common for multiple writers on a project. Yeah, the show and yes. kind of yes, show we talked true. about had like yeah, seven writers on it or something. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Directors and movies. Super solitary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I think also very lonely over here because we're gigging in like day shoots. Pretty mm-hmm. typically, it's like oh, like one or two days is, is a standard job for us. Uh, it'll be something where it's like you're the new kid to the crew as well like maybe you've hired your dp or a couple of your regulars but oftentimes especially if it's a new company it's like oh like everyone else crews together they're like a little pod that'll Mm, go around um and i found oftentimes that i'm the new kid in that group yeah 
Just like so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but they just have like painted tears on their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually a tattoo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt's really good at networking. He's like always like going to mixers and drinks, and I'm doing. He even has a certain like vocabulary he uses for how he talks about meetings. Like I'm yeah. having. Yeah. Coffee. Like, I'll say I'll I'm doing a, a coffee. I think that's from or taking a coffee from yeah. uh, development. I think is where that comes from. Like that's where I learned that stuff because I'm not super social otherwise. I'm, Interesting. I'm, yeah, like it's I I only like to uh, talk to people about work. Huh. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or be alone forever. Do you guys have friends from like high school that or no. college no. that that were not, <laughs> no, do not work in the film <laughs> industry and they get like annoyed that you just want to talk about your work all the time? Yes. Like, do you have friends that are like, no, talking about work this whole weekend? Uh, and you're like, well, that's like, uh, no, you know I what I do. No, I don't hang out with You're too busy. You're too busy I had, I met up with a childhood friend a couple years ago who I hadn't seen in forever, and she like, it, it, we were sitting in Central Park, and she started to ask me about my life. And as soon as I started describing it, she just like rained on it. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Wow, you have no stability. How do you do that? This sounds uh, terrible." Like, yeah. I was like, "Bitch!" But doesn't it sound this so is why cool? We haven't talked in ten years. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? yeah. Sorry. Get out of here. You're living your truth. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely days where because all of my friends are in the industry, where I'm like, I don't want to please don't ask me what I'm doing. I want to hear about your success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Please, don't, please don't ask me how X, Y, and Z are going because... I would have told you about them right. if, they're, if they were right. good. I'm sorry to <laughs> yeah, ask you about things on the way here. Oh, no, it's fine. No, I, was, I was asleep. It's like, sigh, sigh, Emily. That's a different, that's a different I hear, story. I hear what you're saying, Maggie. I, I, I'll, I'll take some notes. No, but there is something nice about like liking your work. I was just yeah. at, at this bachelor party with 14 doctors and me. And they, oh, you should have seen God. the mass emails. It's like all like drug jokes that I don't understand at all, you know? But it's cool <laughs> like that about, I'm like taking drugs. drugs. Yeah, they do more drugs than anyone I've ever met. Because <laughs> they claim it's because they know really how not that bad they are for you. No, it's because they're uh, each god, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, no, I did ask one who had like ketamine and ecstasy and shrooms and all these things, and I was like, you guys are doctors. What is wrong with you? They're like smoke nonstop, and they're like, "Well, you know, this stuff like it's not really that bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> like on the rare occasion oh, you could die or something, so we tell people never to do it." See, but, but it's you know, really exciting to find out all these bad. doctors you know are rolling. Yeah, they're yeah, never doing it. Yeah. They say they always stop within 15 minutes of oh, any man, big next surgery. Oh man, next time somebody offers. <laughs> No, but also the stuff they have is like very pure and sure. They're making it. Who knows if there's like a prescription? They're making it in their hospitals. I guess I would buy that, but the the drug dealers that I know, oh dear God, um, are they all look like shamans, and I feel like that. Is indicative. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, That's Eastern drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm more Western. That's yeah. fair. No, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if you're doing a synthetic thing, then go to the go to the medical doctor. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, like, kind of something about the entertainment business and why we do these podcasts and stuff. I think it's because we like all love talking about our work. Yeah, and and yes, our parents can only listen to so much of it. So yeah, yeah. we need to make podcasts. Do your parents listen to your podcast? 
My mom has listened to... She claims... My mom also works in the arts. She, like, directs plays and stuff, and she mm-hmm. always is talking about how it's, like, it's like the same thing, and she totally gets me, even though no one else in the family would get me. But, you know, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. I think my parents have listened out of politeness once or twice. Yeah. yeah. And that's nice. But, you know, it's okay. I think it would be pretty boring, you know? Yeah. 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 I have one episode I recommend to people, to my family. Oh, yeah. The, the show must go on. So oh, while I was sure, sure. so I was working with Anna Akana, mm-hmm. Maggie's friend, that's been on your podcast and our mm-hmm. podcast, and we were doing twelve ten minute episode show for Verizon, you know the Go mm-hmm. ninety stuff, yeah. Go ninety. So we had we had to shoot it all in eighteen days, and it was like sci fi and four hours of prosthetics for each character in the morning, just like insanely impossible shoot to do in eighteen days. Yeah. But, um, and then on day six, my wife went into labor a month early. <gasps> oh my. Um, oh, yeah. you have a new baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's six months old on Monday. Wow. Like, newish. She would have been five months old if she would have been born. Right. Like, on time. Little. Yeah. And then a week later, my uncle passed away. Um, oh, and oh he was close to me and lived in our neighborhood. So that's like the episode where I talk about, it's kind of like about the life work balance and like, yeah. what do you do when you're like, the literally the only person that knows what where to put the camera yeah, well, next, and it's and also not. The, the EPs had both moved on. To oh yeah, the, the EPs. So there was literally so no Alison Schroeder's husband, right, and his writing partner were on a. They were the EPs, and they were supposed to be on set every day, but then they got this Netflix show. Oh, um, oh my and god! And so they were gone. So it was basically oh, just Anna and I were the only ones that have ever were yes. on set and ever even discussed what, yeah, what we're doing. Yeah. Oh right. my god! Um, what did you do? Just kept shooting. And yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. hey, baby. I mean, it worked out perfectly, oh, right? Like, you were very tired, but you got yes. home. She was born on my day off, and my uncle's funeral was on <gasps> my next day off. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. My two days off, kind of. So, wow. Um, um, yeah, I but, so I tell my family to listen to that one, because I feel like they'll... It's, it's family it, yeah. it'll be. I hadn't thought about this, but it'll be interesting for your daughter to listen to that podcast like years and years yeah. later, right? Because it was well, like hand her fresh, like a right? iPhone. To yeah, like, what, what is, is that? Yeah. Where's my brain button? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I access that. I had a thing like that happen uh, when I was still. I was in between years. Of, uh, Lauren and I went to the same theater school, um, and in between my first and second year, my stepfather uh, had like major heart surgery and eventually died. And the day that he died. I had I was directing a drag club adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, and it was like we. This is very bleak sounding, but it's been enough time. So it's like we like pulled the plug, said bye, and then I went downtown sure. to the drag club and like did the show. Did the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. crazy. But I mean, I'm it... so grateful for that actually, because yeah. I think yeah. that if that hadn't happened, I would have just like spent the whole night like losing my mind. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very therapeutic. Yeah. I think there's people that do that stuff like. You know, everyone handles grief differently. Yeah. I my wife does not like that. This is how I handle it, but I try to like distract myself from it sure. yeah. a right. bit. I know some oh, people yeah. until you can fit it into 100%. a little bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and then break <laughs> it. Vanessa Hudgens. She was in Greece live. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, literally the one out of a million live TV things. Yeah. yeah. And dad like passed away the night before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then and they she did an amazing it, yeah. job. Did you guys yeah. watch that? Yeah. That thing was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. And it rained, I think, while they were yes, it shooting did. it the one yeah. day in the it, LA that it ever rained. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys watching Brain Dead? Oh, yes, I love Brain Dead. Brain Dead. Oh, it's, it's the show so that Aaron, Aaron, how do you say his name? 
Oh, the guy from Grease Live. And Aaron from Lemons and all that. So that director? That hunky TZ, guy. TZ something. Yeah, TV. Yeah, Tvite. <laughs> Tvite. Whatever. That guy. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, if you guys aren't watching Brain Dead on yeah. CBS. Uh, it's so it's good. Fantastic. Is it a zombie I, I don't show? know if I've ever heard someone Not say exactly. you're not watching Blank on CBS. I know. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. I can't think of Big Bang Theory. It's <laughs> like, like they don't really deserve that show. I know. It's so good. Yeah, but that's like Lifetime and Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm Unreal. Just, I'm in season two right now. Is that anyone else? Oh, yeah, we're watching that. I'm I thought watching I was it. the only person and I was so, watching And I was so like, I was like, I remember going on Twitter and being like, oh my God, you guys, Unreal, hot Jeremy, so hot. And all these people were like, what? Oh, yeah. No, and I was like, and then season two started, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, season two is pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah. Bye, Jeremy. I liked season two. Fine. See, it's, it's just great. It, it just goes off the rails. It's, oh, it feels yeah. like it's, it's trying to get so big, and I would have just, I could just watch producers manipulating contestants like the entire time. Yeah, like I don't need yeah. no that shootings and yeah, yeah. like uh, weird suicide investigation cover ups like yeah. all that yeah, stuff. Right. Yes. The only thing I haven't oh, watched. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Not done yet. Sure. Not done yet. The only thing I haven't seen is the well, season two finale, and that's it. But yeah. otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, it's that like, one is the worst. The, the finale season. is. I mean, plot. What happened? Well, because like, everything has yeah, been yeah. like, yeah, it's just been plotting and like plotting. The way they plotting. solve all their problems. Yeah, they do solve a lot of problems. I think sometimes that show will do a thing where they'll end on a cliffhanger, and then the next episode they're like, no big deal, it's fine. We just, they like, did made a do phone that, call, like, uh, like a bunch, and yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Like we made a phone call and made that go away. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's cheating. But is that real life? Half Maybe, but that's bad TV. Yes, that's correct. They also, in the season it. two, so you guys know what ADR is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Do our listeners for, know yeah, what ADR yeah, is? Right. So ADR is like when you are recording addition, additional, additional dialogue or replacing dialogue <laughs> after you finish shooting it because everyone From an actor's it. perspective, Oftentimes, it's if you're looking terrible. at the back of an actor's head and hearing them talking, that's yeah. ADR. Because yeah. everyone yeah. watched the show and didn't understand something. So the goal is it. not to do ADR, by the way, yeah. everyone. Yeah. They do it a lot on like Law and Order <laughs> and stuff, but they're really good at it. You know, yeah. because it, all those kind of procedurals, but they... I well, noticed they a did a, yeah, yeah, but they did a fair amount on Unreal because their plot lines were so insane. Yeah, like, do you know that? Do you remember that phone hacking moment? You maybe haven't seen it yet, Maggie. No. Yeah. I think I would. I there's an episode where I fell asleep in the middle. Oh. I think that might be your favorite it, show. It goes by <laughs> so fast. The phone hacking. The phone. He's like, you can see the ADR. Like, I talked to my hacker friends, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you tapped my phone. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I figured yeah. it out. So and it's I like used that, your video yeah, in the yeah. phone. We were thirty seconds long, so we cut that conversation down to mm. one line. Oh, I think it's. People were like, "How the hell did this guy tap into her phone?" Yeah, because yeah. I think that's that's the problem with the second season. Is that he hacks her phone and he does it like kind of these, yeah. like you know, the first time you pitch a show and you kind of come up with these insane plot ideas that have nothing to do with the right, characters. and then you have to figure out yeah. how to. Yeah, make I think that work. there was like a lot of that in the second season. Yeah, where yeah. people are, I don't know. There's- anyway. Anyway, but Unreal. so Unreal inspired you guys to start your own podcast. Yes, we right? started the show before Unreal, but it was inspired by Unreal. We think the uh, the cliff notes of how this show got started, which I think I might be the only person that hasn't done them out loud. So yeah, yeah, go do, do it. Do it. Good, good luck, Maggie. Uh, thanks. Uh, I don't know if I remember. Uh, Emily went to the live recording of Script Notes um, and noticed. 
uh, markedly that no women, uh, that the women that did get up to ask questions during the Q&A were at the back of the line mm -hmm. and eventually sat down and no girls ever got to talk. There was also some and, and, like... And in terms of like audience share, like how many were women? Uh, that's good. I don't remember. I mean, there were a fair amount. It was it was the superhero spectacular, so it was specialized uh -huh. in superheroes. But there were still plenty of women there. I mean, I was yeah. there for that reason. They did have one woman on the dais, but she didn't say a whole lot. She yeah. definitely talked. Less. They had a lot of women guests. Really? Sure. Lately, lately, yeah. they did. I thought Elaine Brosh McKenna was like their first guest. Yeah, she, she is. was one, and of, the she's one of their best friends. But yeah. like, other than but her, it, not it, it drew to Emily's attention that there was sort of a lack of. Female, like, that, that was, it sounds like old hat now because we yeah. talk about it all the time and like yeah. the, the internet got. But woke. that was also and we talked Craig on, but that was uh, he was great. But that was also the uh, the the thing where Craig said that bit about slut Hulk, yeah, like Hulk oh, yes. being like uh, meant to have sex with the Hulk, which makes no sense. Sure, um, yeah. yeah. So it was. I was very upset. So yeah. uh, Emily was like, "There's a there's a pronounced uh, lack of women's voices, sort of in this conversation about screenwriting." And Lauren uh, chimed in, and they we got ended to up in a conversation on Twitter about like why there were no female. Screenwriting podcast. Did like, you all know each other in real life? Maggie before? and I have known each other for like right, upwards right, of, yes, of yeah. ten and then, years. Yeah, and then Emily and I sort of knew each other on Twitter. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and had met once in person. Yeah, that's cool. And, I, um, and Laura and I just had a Twitter relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was all just the Twitter. 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 It sounds hot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then. You girls started talking about doing it, and, and somehow roped me in. I remember Laura was like, like "Let me talk to my friend Maggie. She'll love this." Yeah, yeah. And, and then we had a, we had our first meeting about it, and we <laughs> booked we booked we booked a guest, and we like built a Wix page. Oh and my we god! Almost, um, oh my god! Oh, should we not mention? No, this? no, no. We should. Oh, and almost this, immediately, this is, this, guys. This is an exclusive. We've never told the story on the air before. Have we not? I don't think so. Okay, so we make a Wix page. We haven't really. We've like mentioned this in the Twitter community to. Uh, enough that I've already talked to Nicole Perlman on the phone because somebody told her that we were doing this and she was like, I want to do it. And Guardians of the Galaxy was about to come right, out. Right. And she's like, let's chat. And I'm like shaking in my living room. Like, why am I on the phone with Nicole Perlman? Yeah. Um, our podcast had not even started yet. And we get an email from this woman who is like, I have a group called Chicks. It was Chicks with Scripts. And she was like, I am Chicks with Scripts. You need to cease and desist immediately. It's a private Facebook And you're a Chicks who script? No, well, no, 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 we were Chicks oh. with Scripts. For a week, oh. we were Chicks with Scripts, which I, because I was like, Chicks jokes are Yeah. But we had like, at CWS podcast yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, right. <laughs> so And we this lady it. told us that she had a... We each had like a thousand followers on Twitter. Emily had like two thousand. I mean, like... Yeah, that's pretty popular. It right? was... It was silly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was like, I also own the copyright on CWS. Which is like, not It's also like what, a baseball organization? Yeah, the College World Series is CWS. You can't own yeah. an acronym. Yeah, That's people's initials. Anyway, so, like, so our page got taken down, and then we changed our name, and then eventually we were So never use oh, yeah. Wix, because here's what happened. Like, everything I did on that site, they just deleted. Yeah. yeah. And they never notified me until after the because fact. Because of the cease and desist? Could, yeah, because, of, because she complained well. to them. They never said a word oh, to wow. me. They just deleted right. everything. And right. I had 
had to start from scratch, which actually ended up being good because they have a way better site now. Yeah. But yeah, don't do use, don't use fucking Wix. Fuck Wix, well, man. Well, the thing is, is that, <laughs> hey, wait, Emily, but what do you use now? What do you recommend? Um, I'm, we, I'm looking well, to we're host, we're hosted on a, a page called Green Geeks, or a company called Green Geeks, because they're very environmentally friendly. And our friend Helen Kelly does our just manage. Well, she oh. set it up. So you don't use any of the like pre no. kind of templates. No, she. Uh, no, I, she no, is, no, I don't know what. Like, um, what she. Is it? She is something. Yeah. Yeah. No, she is something. We're the only it, podcast not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, just make, email me on Mailchimp, and we'll figure this yeah. out. High five, Lauren. High five. That's how you get sponsorship, right? You just start talking about it. Yeah, you can do it for free, and then they're like, yes, okay, okay. Speak it well. Does that work for food? Uh-huh. Can we yeah, like talk everything. about like Oreos? Oreos are great. <laughs> yeah, totally. Since this conversation is all over the place um, already, <laughs> you're so on our show now. So yeah. I was listening to your episode yesterday with John Umansky, and he talked about a book called Good in a Room. Yeah, which yeah. I have not read. Have you guys read it? No, no. not yet. Um, but I love like pit- like I love talking about like the psychology of pitching and like Let's what makes a good pitch it. and what makes a bad pitch. Well. I was going to actually go beyond that and say oh. that, that, so the woman that wrote it has a website and a blog about screenwriting, uh-huh. and she did a review of Aaron Sorkin's masterclass on screenwriting. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. And then at the very end, there's like a frequently asked questions, and it said, one of the questions is, are you getting paid to review this? And yeah. she says, yes, I get, if you buy the masterclass through this link, I will get like uh, some money back, but... Like, I reviewed it, but like I'm totally not, you know, partial. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally impartial. Is it yeah, that she's an affiliate? Yeah. Like, is she? Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. an Amazon so, link. Yeah. Or so like, it's not like they were like, hey, we're going to pay you for this review. This is No, like she paid for it. Deal. She reviewed it. And then she, yeah, yeah they have an incentive to forward yeah. people. But do you guys know anything about that Aaron Sorkin masterclass? Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. He basically, te- it's like a 12-hour class, right? It's pretty long. Yeah. I think so. But it's, I don't know, that whole thing seems... I guess we talked about he it with like Anna sits too, down with some of his favorite people and talks about screenwriting. I think yeah. the whole thing's like, like ninety dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's you know it seems cool, cool, right? Like it, the only reason it seems suspicious is because it seems like slightly too good to be true. No, but I think that it does seem too good to be true. But it's also like he's only charging ninety dollars for it, so obviously he's not doing it for any personal gain. Right. So it's literally so just like one of the best, most acclaimed screenwriters of all time being like, I I might as well give this. Sure. Away. Right, and they've done like Tom Hanks did one on acting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I wonder if uh, you have to be a good writer to be good at teaching screenwriting. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's. Oh yeah, maybe not. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, like, like I think about every math teacher I ever had was great at math and bad at teaching. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I had right? one that was both. No, bad at you. No, he was amazing. <laughs> yeah. he, he might be the sole reason that I love math. He wore a bow tie. He yeah, made yeah. up songs about things like sure. logarithms and calculus. Yeah, um, I could have used that guy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've only had I've had two screenwriting teachers. One of whom was on the podcast, um, Richard Adam, and Adam was wonderful because he just talked. I don't know. For for me, just hearing stories about how it actually works was enough to mm-hmm. kind of. You know, you read some books when you get started, but like the whenever somebody comes at comes to me quoting the books they've read about screenwriting, I go like, oh no, because <laughs> it's usually a bad sign. Um, Do you guys really think that? Like, if people 
like swear by saving the cat or whatever. You yeah, think yeah. it's like oh, a bad, a bad thing. sign? Yeah, I do. I do. I've been in a writer's group with somebody who was like that, who just, yeah, had but no, or his are notes they just were all starting to learn how to write. Like, or is it just like the beginning of their process? I mean, yeah, like, um, could be. Like, or is it helpful for anyone's process when you're stuck to just like flip yeah, through sure. a book and be like, oh, I oh, should yeah. find out. I think the like, problem some, becomes bring some big conflict. In the problem is, part. is when you, if you need that, if you use that book to get ideas or to launch you or to get started to write your first screenplay, cool. But if that becomes like your only reference, and when you're years down the line and you're still like, well, you don't have a save the cat moment, it's like, all right, pump the brakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's also like with anything, there there's a reason why there's a formula that kind of works. But when somebody's really um, vehement that the formula is the only way yeah. that it can work, yeah. right? That's, that's a bad sign. Yeah, which is yeah. different than. Like liking the formula, or yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Or, but, gen- or, but usually, I find that when people bring that up as like, especially if they've read something that I've done, and they're like, "I'm going to give you some feedback about what's happening." <laughs> well, there. so in yada yada, and I'm like, "You don't oh, have this no. beat on this page." Yeah, yeah. It's like, right. no. The, the answer is you don't have a character connection. It's yeah, right. far more likely to be the, the answer. yeah. But it's, I, it's I, fun to see people like turn it on its head, like in House of Cards, right, where he's like he kills the dog like in the mm-hmm. very I opening. I do love a kill the dog moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're, you know, I'm working on this origami show. <laughs> what? I'm, origami I'm attached show? to some show about origami like an action like actual martial origami. arts Interesting. origami like shooting show. paper cranes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I was like cool. pushing it so hard wow. to have like the main character be building like a little dog out of like origami in the beginning as like and his little buddy it. and have like some you know, kill yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I, um, I think that it, it tear it in half. It, it yeah, does, uh, but, no, but no one was into it. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, smoke Jesus. it. Yeah. I think it's helpful though that we have uh, a vocabulary, right? Like that builds, sure. like, like when we talk about saving the cat or killing the dog, yeah. or even like right? the midpoint, or a midpoint, or yeah, yeah, sure. or like a second yeah. act hook or whatever. Sure. That's all, uh, you know, valuable for especially someone who's just learning to like figure out what the mechanics are, right? Yeah. And like. It's when you get into like, well, it's page thirty, so it's yeah. got to happen here, right. or uh, or maybe where you're wielding that vo- vocabulary in a slightly dangerous way, or sure, like maybe yeah. you're a little foolhardy or a little yeah. statistical. I mean, well, your example is perfect. Yeah, yeah, when someone's like, oh, well, you didn't do this, so yeah. your script is wrong. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and it also <laughs> doesn't. I, I, I think uh. it, a thing that screenwriting books are rarely able to account for is that is is style as after you know the rules yeah. being able to stack other things in well, there and play with it uh and then if you present that to a person who's who's like no but the rules though <laughs> I, I like to use the, the five paragraph essay as an example because i was a high school teacher for a while sure and and you teach the five paragraph essay as a way to teach people structure of essays right. Right. the problem is most teachers then just go, oh, five paragraph essays are how you write essays. And they're not. There's right. a million yeah, other yeah. ways to write an essay. Yeah. Right. But most people don't go beyond that because that's easy. It's easy to grade. It's easy to teach. It's easy to explain. And right. then you're like, okay, this is how you write an essay. And then I had so many students where I had to like unlearn them that that is the only way. Like Your thesis goes with the last sentence of your first paragraph. Yeah. No, it fucking doesn't. It doesn't yeah. have to. Right. Do what you, write it however read you want. Read great essays. Like, as long, yeah, read great and I, and I so, love five paragraph essays. <laughs> 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 like, well, yeah. Spanish. You know, I think it's interesting because, Oren, you have a, a an engineering background, mm-hmm. right? I think that there is something in certain people where they want to say, okay, this is the way, this is the format, this is my blueprint, this is how I get into it. Yeah. Right? Well, it just gives and, me somewhere, I mean, Craig Mason talks about this all the time, but somewhere to go to, 
then it mm-hmm. makes yeah. me yeah. not scared he to, was a road yeah. to start. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, you know what each baby step along the road is, right? Yeah, and sometimes you see it, like, perfectly executed. Like, do you guys see Creed? Yeah. Uh, which really I thought was, like, so good. Like, he hits those beats, like, so hard. He does, But yeah. they're, like, in ways yeah. you've never... Like, kind of his moment... You know, at the end of the second act where everything turns around is when um, Michael B. Jordan is, like, sitting in front of the gym that's closed. And, you know, he's kind of alienated everyone. It's kind of, like, the most cliche thing ever, but it's just works. And then he just sees... The movie really lends itself to that sort of thing. Yeah. And then, like, the kid on the the motorbike, like, like rides by and stops. And um, Michael B. Jordan's like, what's up, man? And he's like... You're Apollo Creed's son. That's what's up. Yeah. And then he just drives yeah. away, you know? And that's, like, the turning point. He's like, oh, fuck. I am Apollo Creed's son. You know, be Creed now. And, and he, it, it's, like, like, just super by the book. The formula exists for a reason. And I, I think I'm always... I, I was homeschooled, and I have weird parents and all that. So I'm very much a fan of, like, punk rocking my way through life as much as sure, possible. Sure. But also... You're only able to do that after you know how to yeah. do it by the books. But I also think, like, mo- most of the books that are giving you a formula, it's only the hero's journey. Right? right? Yeah. Like, right. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Which we have too much of anyway. Yeah. Like, you don't only have to write the hero's yeah. journey. I mentioned this before, but a um, long time ago, but in college, I took the class on American literature, and I remember our teacher, like, had us uh, read a lot of, like, hero's journey stories and went over, like, Hero with a Thousand Faces. That's what our textbook was. And, like, I remember him saying one day in class, if you write a story that follows all these beats, it is guaranteed to be good. It is guaranteed to be successful. (laughs) And at the time, everybody in the class was like, oh, okay. And I remember taking that down, like, okay, that's cool. If I write it like that, it's just going to be a really successful story. And that's such bullshit. Oh, my God. Nothing is guaranteed in the world of writing. there's also that. And that guy wasn't some kind of hugely successful writer. So (laughs) if it's such a guarantee, then why the fuck are you doing it? Sure, right, yeah. I guess from, like, TV pitching, I've had so many times where executives or agents or whoever says, like, you know, well, you have this and this, but what, what like, where's the engine, you know, and where's this? And we like a character that mm-hmm. has, like, a big problem, like, at the end of it, like... Well, the, yeah, they, many of them are only focused on that one yeah, particular... Sure. Yeah, yeah. And like screenwriters, you know, they're still looking for a way to, like, crack the nut of what it is to be a good development yeah, executive. Sure. Yeah. Or, like, I, I don't know, I don't want to lose my job, and yeah. Uh, yeah. most TV shows need these things... You know, yeah, yeah, completely, and and you know, you also, I, do you guys experience this where you see, you you can like almost watch the trend wave go uh, through yeah. companies. <laughs> sure, sure. Like yeah, yeah. everyone is asking for '80s stuff now. Oh, Stranger Things! Yeah. Literally, I was talking yeah. with somebody about this the other day, where they were talking. Uh, I think this was yesterday. Someone was had discussed their TV show with their agent for the first time and their agent was like, oh yeah, it's got like a Stranger Things vibe to it and it doesn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like a year ago it was high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was like, what's your high maintenance? Yeah. This is like high, this could be a high maintenance. It's mean, <laughs> like when, like when uh, a, a studio or a network, or, yeah, I guess in this case a studio goes out with a movie and they're like, like lately it's been like, it's a female action movie in the vein of John Wick and they show a picture of, from John Wick and it's like sure. this movie is not about John Wick it has nothing to do with John Wick it's an action movie with a female protagonist but they're like but it's kind of like John Wick so here's a picture of Keanu Reeves sure. I was, and then the article will inevitably talk all about John Wick and you're like that's not what What? Yeah. it's just a matter of like everyone forgetting that the audience is intelligent mm. well I think there's also like I remember 
I used to, when I was in development at Comedy Central, we, I would have like the interns and I would have to teach them how to pitch. And yeah. It was mm-hmm. always really, really helpful for me to pitch, actually. Uh, but the thing that I would always help them with is like, I do want them to say, it's John Wick, but with a female protagonist. Yeah. And the reason why is because like, you do instantly get that, right? And it's not about John Wick, it's about your show. But like saying, like John Wick is different than Die Hard, right? So Die Hard with a female protagonist versus John Wick with a female protagonist. Those are two very distinctly different movies. Mm-hmm. Sure. And like I do need to just get into the world of what this movie is or what this show is as, as quickly as possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. get me on board, and then we're talking about your show, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's different than like marketing or yeah. like the way that people are talking about the the project afterwards but in yeah. terms of just let's get in especially like in like a document right right like when when we're all in the room you can be like hey this is what the show is and you can paint that picture a little bit more broadly but yeah. like that person is going to take a document or whatever you gave them and then take it to their bosses yeah and that person is going to read it after they put their kids to bed and like not care. Right. Yeah, so, and as, like, as schlocky quick. as it feels sometimes to write in those pitch docs, like, it's X meets X, like, it, it, or X meets Y. Sure. Uh, or in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Requiem um, for Dream, Dream meets Requiem for Dream. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> but specifying also. So, yes. like, the, uh, the nihilistic, brutal action of John Wick, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. Versus, like, the uh, sparse dialogue of John Wick, right? You know, those are two, again, very yeah. distinct. We're going to call it Kill Bill. Yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like just yeah. the dog aspect of John Wick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, remember the dog? Yeah. It's just again, that. Killing the dog. Yeah. Perfect. No, well, that's the worst killing of the dog in any movie. I mean, that was my pride. Oh, have you guys seen The Lobster? Not yet. dog killing I heard that movie was so depressing. Yeah, I did not love it. I did not I, love I it. I, it I love the first act, it's like supposed most to be, movies. Yeah, and well, it's such an, a fascinating bored. premise. It's a great yeah. premise. Yeah, um, kind of also, also like a horrible premise. <laughs> it's horrible, but like it's so interesting. Dumb, I mean. yeah. Like or, you get, you choose, you turn into an animal if you don't find love. Yeah, I don't know. That's the kind of thing Ooh, I would come up with. Oh my god, I want to be an otter or a lobster. Most people choose dogs, but why? You're going to get killed in John Wick. No. Well, because dogs have like dogs are great. My little puppy is amazing. He chooses a lobster because they like procreate a lot and have like strong libido. They live for like hundreds of years. Do they? They live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I you don't kill them, yeah, they just live, live and live. Yeah, tortoises also. Oh, is that true? Yeah. You know, there's like all these adoption groups for tortoises because most people die before they're oh. tortoise. Oh yeah. I might be talking about turtles. I honestly don't know the difference. <laughs> no, I think it's mm-hmm. tortoises. But uh, the you you know you will them to you these groups them, yeah. so that they can find new homes. Wow. So, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I just get quickly on animals. Did you guys yeah. know that a pack of, of wild cats is called a destruction? What? Oh, that's good. Sorry. What? That's good. That doesn't sound How true. How did we not know that before? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody told me it might not like be true, a feral but I hope cat. it's true. Like no, just like cat. No, cats. like like big, like. Uh, like jungle cats. Uh, Did anyone see the video on Facebook of the pack of skunks? Yes. yes. Uh, okay. yes. Have you guys seen the wild chihuahuas in, in the, like North LA? No. no. Like, a pack of like mean, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, so what I was going to say is, <laughs> um, since you guys started the podcast, has anything like changed for you? Have you learned anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
particularly. Well, I mean, I, I you're think, alcoholics now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where I was going with my question, like 25 minutes ago, was was welcome to our show. Was is there? Because there is like some kind of aspect of self promotion when you do a podcast. Because sure, yeah. if yeah. you guys are just upset about, you know, the lack of the female sure. voice in screenwriting, it doesn't mean you have to. Well, and that really only was that was this jumping off point, right? Um, in in the early we, days, we did a lot of kvetching about it, you know. Yeah, but like, literally the world, like Hollywood, shifted while yeah. we were yeah. in the middle yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. We yeah. had gotten we in like thirty it. episodes. You guys did it. And then the ACLU thing happened, right, right. and then all of a sudden, people started to be like, it, like suddenly, our guests would come in and be like, "I was just in a meeting where they said they had an initiative for women," yeah. Yeah. but this literally happened in, in the, the middle of, it. middle yeah, of our podcast. Yeah. So the first couple episodes are us being like, "Fucking patriarchal!" Yeah, yeah. 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 get them. <laughs> um, and then you guys were just gonna quit your podcast. We're, yeah. we're done. We won. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. What's the next? We won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what, climate change. Yeah. What became really cool about the the whole experience of doing it was not only seeing that shift, but all you know, the, it's it's the learning experience. It's sitting down with people who are you know, a couple steps ahead of you or light years and have, uh, you know, we mostly just do this interview style. So we learn about different people's paths um, and talk about technique occasionally, but it's usually just seeing the different ways that people got to where they got to. And uh, it's been, it's been really amazing how varied the stories are. Yeah. Um, Which this isn't unusual because we really haven't asked that question. How do you guys got where you... Right. That's mm. usually our How first question. <laughs> well, clip yeah. notes, right? Yeah. I made YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. uh, I made a web series and worked in development and then quit. Oh, yeah. sweet. I made YouTube videos. Really. Yeah, no, I just podcasted. <laughs> yeah. And then I dated this girl that got a... Her manager was Naomi Odenkirk. You know, okay. she's Bob Odenkirk's wife. And she okay. got a deal with Super Deluxe, which was like Turner's old... Digital thing, which and must yeah. have just started at that point. Yeah, it it's like 2005. Now it's back, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people who work at Super Deluxe. Cool, yeah. cool story, Maggie. Yeah. Uh, so you slept your way at the top. Yeah. So the director, they didn't weren't going to let me direct it. Her manager and all those people, but the director like dropped out like the day before, and I Wait, like made all the. Oh man! I think it was. Um, Might have been. Do you know Ryan uh, Nagat? Uh, I think he was an SC guy. He was a Channel 101 guy. Hmm. I kind of started making stuff for Channel 101. You guys know that? Oh, yeah. I had a friend who And so, through that, like, I got into Super Deluxe and I did a couple more shows for them. And then cool. Disney saw something. I mean, it sucks when you, like, try to help new people get in because, like, the way you yeah. did it is, like, does not work anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, when you got started. Like, Super Deluxe was the those, only All of those person. companies went under, right? Yeah. Because you went from did you... to Adam, which is where I was working. Yeah, Adam Films, uh, which yeah. is Comedy Central's, like, digital thing. And then, like... It was so excessive. Comedy.com, CBS had a... Everybody had a portal. Yeah. Do you guys... You guys listen to, to Script Notes, obviously. Yeah. There's a recent episode where it's just Craig interviewing somebody. And Mike Birbiglia. Oh. And they talk about how when you make it and you sort of come through a door, that door closes. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. 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 No one else is going through that door. You now have to create another door. Right. Yeah. Well, like David Fincher and all those guys, you know. Sure. Um, all, like, started music videos. And yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the... Mark 
Mark Webb is kind of like the last He's person. The last one. Yeah, yeah. And now when you hear that someone has hired a music video guy, you're like, oh god. Yeah, no, yeah. but there is. They were always yeah. like that though. Those guys never had story chops. Like they just we we talk about the ones that Fincher? are actually good. Oh, we, yeah, like Fincher, Spike Jones, Mark Romanek. Well, because there's no story or acting. There's, it's yeah. just visuals. Yeah, like, like that's not going to sustain people for a fucking yeah. ninety minutes. Who yeah. was? Right. Was it script notes at time about Zack Snyder's movies being like mm-hmm. moments Did, instead of like? Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking of a nerd writer. Did you guys read oh, yes, the scathing yes. letter from a yeah. Warner Brothers employee? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, what was that? Yeah, oh fun. yeah. This is like why? Why does Zack Snyder still have a job? Basically. No, it's like you are you are literally killing off your other employees yeah, yeah. by letting Zack Snyder continue to direct your movies. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I yeah, wonder, I'll, I'll I, link to it, guys. You can look it up. And yeah, yeah it. but it's like an anonymous, you yeah. know, who knows who wrote Maybe Gawker wrote it before they yeah. folded. I liked Batman v Superman. Oh, Did you? I tried yeah, to watch it on an airplane and I, fell asleep. I, I cannot believe I'm saying that because most of the time I just don't even bother watching those movies. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a snob, straight up. I think I've what? already seen one of his movies. Either about But Ben Affleck is directing the next one, right? Uh, yeah, the next Batman, the next Batman, but not the next Justice League. I love Warner Brothers so much. Wait, what? Why? So here's what it is. Why did you like it? That's a totally reasonable question. Batman vs Superman. He gets to introduce Wonder Woman, and he is like the least qualified person to introduce Wonder Woman. And right. I'm just like nervous about watching it because I'm like, I know everyone said she's good in it, but it's like, but I don't want to watch that. The trailer looks good, but like, oh, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. Hang on, hold up. Why do you For like real, Batman? Why do I, like this? I think I think ultimately uh, it's just because I love Batman and Superman and uh, and that's it, right? Like, yeah. like oh, if, if I just didn't, <laughs> no matter what the movie was, you were probably gonna like it. Uh, no, I I guess ultimately that's really the end of the conversation. It's like yeah, kind of like I just that's love those fair. cartoons. Yeah. I love I love it when Batman and Superman are friends. Yeah. And, like, that friendship means a lot to me, like, on, like, um, kind of, like, the big, like, primary color sort of level, right? Sure. Like, I thought, like, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was great as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, I love... Doing an impression of my Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, literally. Yes. It is yeah. exactly. No, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. no. That, is, that is verbally confirmed. <laughs> um... So, uh, Man, yeah, like capes. Yeah, yeah. Love capes, love capes. And, they, and, 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 they, and they represent like such big, broad ideas, and that to me is what is the most interesting about superheroes. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think the like right there, that's that's why these movies keep making so much money. It's because like yeah. everybody goes like, "Well, I love these guys," and I kind of don't yeah. really care about yeah the yeah, bullshit totally. that they fucked right. up. So I'm it really happy, is. Just I'm still if happy they look to cool. see these guys yeah. fight. Yeah. I have not seen. Suicide Squad, um, but I, I think that the two trailers that they put out last year for Suicide Squad are some of the best fucking trailers mm-hmm. that have ever been cut ever. Really, uh-huh. really? which is yes. what really? a lot of people's yeah. problems was, right? That the yeah. trailers are so well, damn good. Right. And Actually, I would love to talk not... about trailer stuff right now because sure. I think a lot of people don't understand that when a a, a trailer is cut, the movie is not done. Mm-hmm. Or even perhaps even close to done, and that it's an entirely separate team working on yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Separate Somebody, writers, separate editors, separate, separate composers. And yeah. you know the craziest yeah. thing to me about trailers is that they usually cut like 
they hire like a, f- a few trailer houses and they have like a few different people versions. cut different trailers and then they choose the one they like the most. Yeah. It's like a It's a whole Steve Jobs different Apple commercial. So like the Wonder Woman trailer came out and everybody flipped their shit because so it looks good. great. Mm-hmm. But I'm cautious because like I love that trailer. It might be that I only love that trailer. Sure. Yeah. Totally. That's how I feel about uh, with the first Zack Snyder Superman. Is, was yeah. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. That's like, the oh, only Batman. movie like, of his. doing a Superman yeah. movie. That's all I want. Yeah. And then, you know, the movie sucks. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. No, trailer, yeah. Uh, trailer craft is a whole thing unto itself. Well, when you guys are writing... Do you guys... Sorry for you this know, dumb no, question, no, but do you guys write um, features moments. or TV? Or oh. what's your guys' uh, main focus? I, yeah, we all write everything. Um, yeah, we write know. everything. But everything. I need a doctor's note. <laughs> yeah. um, a stolen prescription. I think, <laughs> in my case, at least, my dedication for so long to being a feature writer mm-hmm. is what took me so long to get anywhere because the second I was like oh hey TV I got a job as a writer's PA on prison break right, and I was right, like right. oh I should have done this sooner shoot and there then, are more yeah. jobs in TV yeah and then yeah. it was yeah then yeah. it was just like oh shit there's yeah there's way more jobs in TV well we had to wait for TV to get good yeah you know like yeah. it's reasonable like when we were kids like there wasn't a good show on the air really like yeah. in the way the in Cosby the same way that, sure Cosby show was uh, great never again <laughs> sure, but, um, <laughs> but like you know you could say Cheers or Friends or like Frasier or something like that those shows are great but like not in the way that we dreamt of making yeah. things right. you know yeah like yeah. pre-lost basically yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Well, even long-term storytelling. Before you derail my question, there's a question there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, when you guys are writing features or pitching features or working on treatments for features, do you guys think at all about the trailer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But only honestly because I I took one writing class because I was an actor for a while and then I took a writing class uh, after I was like. Um, I need a very concise way of explaining this, but I went into a ton of meetings as an actor in Los Angeles. I was not sexually assaulted, but I was like, uh, it was straight up advances. Yeah. yeah. Like it was so beyond. I mean, it was like, what century is it? This is so weird. Um, and then I had an agent that like literally sent me out for a, a uh, job that was just a naked body. No. And I was like, you mean like I've done a lot of like a CSI naked body sort no, of thing? No, 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 no. Like, like, I should be honored to do it because it was like an HBO show and it was just oh, a naked God. body. Yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. even a character, not even an acting job. I'm like, you know, extra companies cast that stuff. Sure, right? sure. But it paid a lot and they were like, you should consider this. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I decided to take a writing class. <laughs> um, so, you, did, you, did you do that? So I no I did not I didn't do it, which is not like I was naked on stage for a play Maggie directed, That's so true. it's not about that. Sure, sure. But um, to which for which my mother almost disowned me. Which was oh, really sorry. Fun. No, I, it was have a, great. I have a bad. I have a bad. Asking my friends to get naked and stuff that I do. <laughs> Um, it's not intentional. Most people to enjoy it. Yeah, people like getting naked. I have a yeah. bad habit of not asking my friends. You should, yeah. you know, you guys should I've share. I've noticed I'm pretty yeah. upset about it. Yeah. But I took, so I Matt, took one writing class, on? and in the writing class, one of the exercises that the instructors made us do was write a trailer mm. before we wrote the feature. Okay. So there were like all of these steps we had to do, mm. and one of them was like, you know, there was an outline, and then there was like a super extensive outline, and then one of them was you had to write a trailer. And, and you're like, you I just put all my best jokes in this. Yeah. 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 A thing that I'm doing a lot now, because I'm working in, I'm working in the digital space a lot. Um, but a, a, a way that I'm pitching stuff is just to go make the trailer. 
and right. sure. bring that yeah, yeah. along because people well, have no imagination and it's yeah. easier. Look, I Even did it. Even faster than a log line. Here it is, literally all yeah. laid out for you. I feel like there was a time when like movies with big twists was really big, right? Like the Sixth sure. Sense time, but it mm-hmm. kind of extended for a while and a lot of times I would hear pitches or kind of come up with ideas where what made it so good was the twist but you can't put the twist in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, the movie has to like work without the twist in order to get people to see it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that is, that's a whole different thing. Um, when when you're just dealing with something that's like exciting and action and dazzly, it's much easier. To yeah, so I'm so saying like, you guys trailer. were like, yeah. oh yeah, we write trailers. I'm like, yeah. I don't usually yeah, trailers because yeah, yeah. I write things that have fight scenes in them. So I'm like, the trailer will figure itself yeah, out. No, yeah, no, you do need to have a couple <laughs> yeah. moments yeah. that are key. Yeah. Do you, you guys write as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt writes more than me. Yeah, I mean, but. you pitch it a decent amount. But yeah, like I write, um, like I'm on a couple things right now, but I never think about the trailer, actually, which is weird. But See, because the trailer maybe, to me is like the pitch, you know? Yeah. Like when you go into yeah. the room and you say, because so I'm pitching this sci-fi show, my writing partner and I are always arguing about whether we should give away like kind of all this mythology because oh, yeah. in the show you don't find, you know, it just slowly un- yeah. unfolds over two seasons. Yeah. But in whenever we pitched it, the first few times people would be like, "Well, what's the answer? Like, why is this happening to people? You know?" Yeah. And, yeah. and at first, my writing partner she would be like, "Well, you have to watch the show to find out." <laughs> I'm like, like oh, "That is the no. least satisfying thing yeah, yeah, you could yeah. say They're to like, anyone." Well, yeah. we're not going to make cool. it. Yeah. So, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we did successfully get it not made many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so now you weave it into your. Well, pitch. to me, it's like. Yeah, we weave it into the pitch. It's in like our pitch document, and again, it's like when you're whenever we pitch the long line, people just like ask right away, like, "What? Why is this thing happening to people?" Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so I think if you start from the trailer, if you start thinking about your whole project, is how. I mean, this is totally the worst advice ever. But if you start thinking about your project, is how am I going to sell it? Kind of helps inform a little bit. Sure, yeah. How it unfolds. Well, well, and one how, of the reasons log lines are so important. How am I going to sell it? Is still, you know, mm-hmm. it's not. I don't think that it's a bad thing. It's still deeply connected to yeah. why would anybody watch this? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, you know, fundamentally, why should you write it? Yeah. <laughs> so sure. people will watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think thinking about the as long as, as long as it comes from a place of like genuine you want to tell this story and not a I think this will sell I think that hoodwink people into buying this yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good way to just waste everyone's time yeah 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 put together a bunch of materials and yeah and certainly I mean there's a lot of advice out there that's like don't think about what will sell just write something that you're passionate about but it's It's not yeah it's less about following trends and more about like figuring out like, to me, with, like, agents and managers, the biggest thing that it takes people a long time to understand about them is that they're not going out of their way to help you. Yeah. You, can, you can give them material, and they can show it to people, and that's yeah. basically yeah, that's all they that. can do. Yeah. And if you don't give them material to sell you with easily, then they're, they won't do anything for you. Yeah. Right. And so the same thing with the project. If you say, like, hey, here's my show, and here's, like, imagine this, you know, this scene and this image and this person, and then this crazy thing happens... Like, that's how... You're telling them how they'll sell it. Yeah, Or right. what their trailer is going to look like or what the commercial is going to look like. Right. I think and then it's a, easy for them to buy it. A, yeah. a way to reframe the thought of, like, why this will sell is, like, who's the audience? Right? Sure. Like, who am I making this for? And that can come from a, a very pure and clear place, you know? 
and is the is another way of answering that question, and that's all people need is just oh, to that say, is oh, so I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is who wants to watch the show. This is the white on the board, as they say. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. so. Um, What's interesting to me is a lot of times I, I find friends run into in the middle of their process of making a thing not actually like mm-hmm. losing track of who they're making it for mm-hmm. uh, or having not known in the first place so thinking about that at the outset is, is actually very important and something that people should do more often I, I literally I would make a drawing of the ideal fan for like especially when I was cool. first doing oh, like that's cool. Cool. That's not, cool. there must be circles and lines <laughs> yeah. like, you know so like, stick like, figure with hair. orange hair <laughs> yeah like or... just like what does this, this is person redhead, baseball like, yeah, what's the profile you know what's going to be in me I hope you put those on your wall and I really hope they all are exactly (laughs) the same (laughs) it's all just you it's all just like sketches of Matt that's okay number one right (laughs) no and that is a cool it's a cool thing to think about because it is you we also live in a time where it's easy to access your own audience if you know where they're hanging out. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think the best example of that is probably Mike Diva. I mean, that dude has a thing that yes. he's so sure. good at, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he has like an audience that he is. Talk about a guy who drew a version of, of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No slack. Like, but his like, audience yeah. came because, like, I always think like why Steven Spielberg is so successful is because like the stuff he likes happens to be. Like the stuff that like most of America likes, yeah, you know. Yeah. And if the stuff that you like, like Zack Snyder, is like these really visual moments, much more so than like kind of developing Story. characters and things. Yeah, and so it doesn't connect with people. But I think with Mike Diva, he he really likes this like super graphic, yeah, you know, style, and pe- other people like yeah. it. I, I, I don't think he's like making it for. Them. No, yeah, you know, yeah. Mike is for sure making videos for Mike. Yeah, and like, you know. but that's an audience. But like, be yeah. very yeah. clear yeah. about who yeah. you are making it for, yeah. even if it is for you. Yeah, yeah. is so important. Well, and it's also like it, he is so. He is so connected to the internet. <laughs> like, like, that guy is just, like, a living meme. Uh, and I can say this, because I love you, Mike. You're cool. Um, and uh, But, like, I, I think if you have your sort of hooks into, like, dog videos and, and EDM and all that stuff, and then you just, like, throw it all together, of course the internet's going to be like, fuck, we love you. I yeah. just like the idea of him at his keyboard, like, oh man, Mike is gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, not to derail us oh, back please. to our main topic, <laughs> but um, why did you guys start your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. I think we Sub started it because. Ago. Sorry, I'm a little congested, but uh, it's, it, Orin gets emotional every time he talks. Then, when you have a baby, I guess you just get sick all the time. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. Stop putting because her in your mouth. <laughs> you do kiss her a lot and she does put everything in her mouth yeah. we were just in Mexico oh, no. um, but uh, uh, I think like originally like I'm sure it's with you guys too like when you first start out in the business you're just like making your own stuff all the time for fun yeah. and then you start thinking about how to sell it and who's going to like it and who the yeah. audience is and you start making way less cost. stuff yeah. and yeah. is it worth it my, is my time worth investing in this thing when yeah. I might not get paid for it and I have this for sure job yeah. over here that I'm not mm-hmm. that into but I get paid for and or so you're just creatively satisfied a little bit more you know? yeah. yeah and so I, I do visual effects also and there's like a, this big thing in the visual effects community called like everyday projects which I think is like in kind of most artistic communities 
where you know if you want to learn how to be a better photographer just take a picture every day and post it online yeah or work on you know photoshop every day or cinema 4d or whatever and um so i was really just starving for something i could make every day and not worry about the quality and just put it out into the world yeah you know and on deadline so you don't you're you know you don't judge yourself and then i met matt and he kind of had the same idea like just wanting to make something we but we both love podcasts yeah. Um, so can we make something as just like a creative outlet? It doesn't really matter who listens to it. But yeah. I think since we started, it's kind of evolved a little bit more into thinking like, who is the audience? And like, yeah. how can we give, like if we were, we were the audience a few years ago and how can we give our audience something that we wish we had? Yeah. 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 Which is our audience, I think is basically people in film school that are moving to LA and yeah. want to figure out what to do or just people in kind of creative fields in general yeah you know? yeah yeah but also like i think you know we talk everyone knows about the super famous directors you know that yeah. are millionaires but people don't know about like the writers and directors that yeah right the make a living work every single day but aren't famous directing. you know and yeah. so we're trying to speak to that audience cool yeah, yeah. Um, well there's so there are so many ways to carve a path in this industry sure. and so hearing i i, I think how everybody got there is really mm-hmm. important um especially because I, I said this i think before we were on the air like nerdist writers panel is was part of integral part of my education as a writer and really an understanding like what are the traditional pathways into the business in this in this mystery thing that i want to do um and uh yeah sorry you were going to say something about oh i was just going to say like, we talk about it sometimes on the podcast there's like you always kind of want to have a couple different types of projects going right yeah. you know i mm-hmm. always try to be like writing something pitching something for like shooting something mm-hmm. and then post on something but then there's the other thing of like i call it the ant pile mm-hmm. and that's just like every single week you put another grain of sand on a thing right? yeah yeah you yeah. know like that could be a web comic it serializes the best i think but so just shoot it as the ant pile. We're just like, cool. you know, a couple new f- listeners, another episode, and yeah. then three years from now, you're like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. 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 There's this really old joke that I heard when I was a kid, which is like, this guy is like praying to God to his life sucks and he doesn't have a lot of money and his family's having trouble and he just really wants to win the lottery. And every week he pay, pay, prays to God, like, you know, please let me win the lottery. Please let me win the lottery. And after a couple of years... He's like, what's going on? I've been praying to you every single week to win the lottery, and you never, like, let me win. And God's like, well, you know, it would be nice if you bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> make it a lot easier. And so to me, like, when you are kind of putting stuff out into the world, even if it's not... I mean, you know, we all know that the thing that we care about the least and work on the least is usually the thing that connects with people the most. Right. Um, and so there's something nice about just, you know, it's easy to complain about how hard it is to find work or to get discovered or whatever yeah but if you're not putting stuff out into the world yeah. it's really hard for, for anyone to latch on to find you yeah yeah so this is like our yeah my lottery ticket yeah well and you hear i hear a lot of people sort of rail against twitter and all of the various like social media platforms and through that twitter's the best um <laughs> i think because you know because when you're when you're starting from nothing or like you know two followers that you got like three years ago or whatever it's it's very daunting to try and become a part of a conversation that's like well why i don't what do i have to contribute here but i think that's what you're saying is very important that getting up every day and taking a step and and putting putting something out there that people can respond to uh i mean i I think for us the podcast had a very noticeable impact in sort of the first year and it's 
kind of tapered off from there. What's going on? My is dog it? is crying. Oh, oh no. She's oh. not used to being left in a room by Yeah, we're at Lauren's now, We guys. don't we ever do, We don't have to deal with barking Lily. We deal with the uh, sad Sia. Sad Sia. Sia. <laughs> is she named after the she, singer? We got her because of Sia, the singer. Oh. If that's an... Yeah. Wait, because of her? Yeah, she Sia the singer, and then I'll let Maggie get no, back to her. No, it's fine. Uh, Sia, the singer Sia, posted a picture of this dog, which is this photo, which is like the... Adorbs. Uh, stupidly <laughs> cute, um, which I can oh, wow. post yeah. on her. So that photo was on Twitter, and I saw it, and was like, oh my god, we need that dog, and it already had 10,000 retweets, and I was like, whatever, but we responded anyway, and 24 hours later, that was She was just like, baby. hey, who wants this dog? She had adopted the dog, who was like, at the time, like, five pounds, like, uh-huh. tiny, she's about 13, 15 right now, um, and has very big dogs, and the very big dogs were going to eat the little dog. Got it. And so yeah. she was like, oh, whoops, can't adopt this dog after all. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sia that's, has that's been in Sia's house. No, no, I'm, I'm commenting less on the dogs being in the <laughs> And more on the, the Sia <laughs> connection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a week within getting her, we were walking her down the street and somebody stopped me and was like, I saw that dog on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They probably stopped like 20 other people with the yeah, same yeah, type yeah. of dog right. until they yeah. landed on you. Yeah. Um, Didn't Ellen have that same, like she got a dog and then she gave it away and then she got in a lot of trouble? Oh, oh yes. I heard about that. I thought it was like a Selena Gomez or something, but I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, anyway. did Justin Bieber do that? I don't know. I don't Back know. to screen. Stop giving away your dog's ass. Yeah, Unless normally you're Sia, I, I would actually fine. be trying yeah, well, to wrap yeah. us up typically because we are at an hour. Yeah. Well, I think we but, um, we stayed on subject pretty well today. Guys. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. killing it! Um, I don't remember what the thing was. We were talking. Yeah, you were saying that like for us, the noticeable impact in our lives uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. in the first year. It's a little different now. Although I still go into rooms and people are like, "Oh yeah, Trixie script. I listen yep. to that podcast." Yeah, there is sort of like a... you work for Sony. Yeah, yeah. like what? Dude, that does the, first the subtle um, impact is really yeah. is real. Yeah. Also, was, like, did I say anything bad? About also, on a social level, God, those first few weeks. I'm older than you guys. I mentioned this before. Those first like, weeks, months, we were getting invited to stuff all the time. And I remember there was one weekend where we did like three parties in a row. And by the time we were done, I was just like, "Oh my God, death!" <laughs> and you guys were like, oh, "I'm still young." You know, that must have actually been a year ago because yeah. I don't go out. Wait, so you guys, people like contacting you, they're like, oh, are you guys the chicks with the scripts? Yeah. Um, yeah. Chicks who script? Yeah. You guys should come to this party. Yeah. We're going to announce, like, come party with the chicks who script. Yeah, because we're pretty yeah, great. Kinda. I mean, we're kind of party animals. That's pretty excellent. Definitely. Yeah. That we have not, not gotten that. that does not give it to, give it to the end of episode 60. Well, we were drinking know. a lot. We were yeah, drinking. Sure. Well, also, I think... It was uh, all alcohol. Like, mystery Twitter still existed. There mm. was still some sort of, like, allure to a, a corner of film Twitter that we belonged to that was like... Yeah. Oh, these are... It was... I, we're it was making it sound like time. a way cooler thing than what? it was. We're it was like, fine. We're fucking Andy Warhol in the 60s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it was 2015 and a new podcast. It was cool. Yeah. It, it was, we're all has-beens now. We were, <laughs> there was a moment also where we were like the oh, only sad. female-led yeah. writing right. 
with or even with film a film high quality. And then all of a sudden, now there's like, I don't even know. I know yeah. multiple people who And then do them. you get kind of like, when you see them, do you get kind of like snarly? Like, uh, they're all like, oh, we're a female-led podcast about You're filmmaking. Like, it's like, yeah, please. I'll give up respect, bitches. <laughs> bow down, bitches. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that there are more. There won't. Yeah. It, it's, it's not. It's not. No, it's not no like, yeah. No. Don't need more of them all. But yeah, it was. So there was a moment there when it was kind of like just us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that a lot of the attention. I think it's also like it's it's nice to run into that thing that Lauren's talking about, where where people know of it yeah. or know the, of the yeah. impact that it's made, and mm-hmm. yeah, however small. Um, and and because that's like. Uh, but a good frame of reference for a conversation with people at parties. It's really hard to talk yeah. to people. Boy, it is. You know, I was at podcast for letting me. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah I know. It's great. Yeah, yeah. social anxiety. Sense. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. no way that script notes doesn't help, like Craig and John, sure. right? Yeah, yeah sure. totally. I mean, like, like they don't need it, but that. Yeah. They don't need yeah. it, but they're. I mean, they went beyond screenwriters than being like. Right, they're like members of the community. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does, a different it, way. It does help their brand, I think, in a way. It's yeah. different. I, I was. At, I think it was at Dragon Con. I think I was at. Uh, they have like a film thing. I don't know where it was exactly, but but somebody um, asked uh, the panel uh, like, "Well, as a woman, I want to crew up. I want to meet other female filmmakers. What are some resources to do that?" And they answered the question as best they could. I don't think the panelists were prepared for that question. So afterwards, the girl was like inundated with other women who were like, "Okay, girl, let me tell you." Yeah. And I went up and I told her about Chicks Who Script, and she was like, "Oh yeah, no, I listen to that podcast, and this oh, is like cool. in Atlanta." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was really they have that was really cool. There. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Um, well, we do need to wrap things up, but uh, where can we follow you guys on the internet and find all your stuff? Yeah, yeah, well, you can follow me at Mr. Matt Enlow, and I'm at Smitey Pileg on Twitter. And you can check out uh, Just Shoot It at Just Shoot It Pod or uh, Just Shoot It Pod.com. Yeah, and for the Just Shoot It team of audience members. Yeah. Uh, you oh. can follow us. Oh, you can follow us at uh, com at CWS Podcast well, we on Twitter. Oh, and we do have our own individual ones, but follow the, follow the cast, man. Like, you can find us. Okay, but I'm going to say mine. Because <laughs> self-promotion, guys. Hype your shit. Yeah, sure, sure. Mine okay. is uh, the Emily Blake. Yeah. All right, at Lauren Shacker. Good luck spelling that. But uh, if it's you just like my name. It's just like Oren's middle name. Yes, <laughs> it's top secret. Uh, and I am at Maggie Levin on literally every social platform that's available. Um, and my name does not have an e on the end of it. Um, right, that's Levine. That's Levine. Yep. Get your Jewish last names yeah. right, people. Yeah. Speaking of which, your apartment building. Has a lot of Jewish last names on the doors. Yes, well. I saw my last name like try, four try, times. Try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a lot of mezuzahs, though. Um, not a lot of mezuzahs in Los Angeles. Are you practicing one? No. I don't know. Yeah, Jewish atheist Jewish yeah. world. We cannot get through a single podcast without talking about New York. Or being Jewish. Yeah. I don't think well, we talked about New York. We did. We, we did talk about New York. Now that you brought that up. always at least one of those two things comes up. And um, I neither lived in New York nor am Jewish. So. Well, no, no one perfect. of those which I always like. This is great. It's true. Uh, I can move to New York. And I, uh, I'm so happy to have met you both. Yeah. 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 Thank you Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>